Good evening and welcome back to the Three Wise Men. It's been quite a long time since we've been in our particular gentleman's club, so allow me to reintroduce myself. I am Pete D. Gaskell and joining me are the regular stable of Mr. Dave Bond. Good evening, folks. And Mr. Andy Johannesson. It's Johannesson. I know, but I just went for the Joe. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys anyway? It's been a little while since we last met up by It's been a minute. It's been a while. Um, mm. We've done a few. Um, we've done a couple of uh, smorgasbords, one of which went out. Mm. Um, and then it's been a while. In fact, the last time. In fact, you've got married in the interim, which me I and Andy so. were both yeah. at and met each other at. <laughs> Uh, yeah. That was last May, and I think the last time we recorded regularly was about the summer before. Yeah, probably so, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Pretty I don't much. know when the last one of these was. Dave, you're usually on board with this more than I am, so... Yeah, I am. I, th- I have a feeling the last smorgasbord we did, apart from the one a few months ago, was something like mm. August or September 18. Mm. Something so like that. It's been a fair while. So... I'm going to turn it over to you gentlemen as well as myself. What have you got to get off your chest? What has really been griping you that you want to moan about in this forum we have here? And you can go first. Yeah, I was going to say, Andy like, can set us really... off. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been um, going to the hospital quite regularly, which has been fun. Mm. Um, I sort of got, I've had really weird stomach cramps, like maybe once every two months, which started about a year ago. And I used to joke that that was sort of my male period because I'd have really bad stomach cramps for like a couple of hours and then it'd disappear and it'd be fine. Um, But when it didn't stop, I thought I should probably get this looked at. Mm. And it always felt like it was down on my lower right abdomen. And I thought, abdomen, abdomen, abdomen. 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 Sounds like an abdomen. And I thought, that's like near my appendix. That's kind of worrying. So anyway, I've been to and from the hospital and had so many different blood samples taken from me and urine samples. And I would just like to say, the way that we, you have to give a poo sample, I've had my eyes absolutely open to me. You get given a little tiny container that's like one of those uh, plastic containers used to put old photographic film in. Mm-hmm. A and canister. the screwing lid, yeah, yeah, but it's a tiny little thing. Yeah, a canister, exactly, and it's a tiny little thing. And the lid has got a, a little spade on it that's like uh, the ice cream spade that you get if you go to the cinema and have a little ice cream pot how am i supposed to shit into this am i supposed to i'm supposed to just ram it up my arse and and fill it am i supposed to no apparently all you need is a pea-sized amount which is well and good but i shit about four bricks whenever i go to the toilet apparently what you're supposed to do is scoop a little bit out using the spade and then put it into the pot how am i supposed to catch said poo so I've got this spade and I'm squatting on the toilet but, and, and I've just been asked to do this sample in the hospital. I went for a shit about an hour and a half ago, so I'm supposed to squeeze something out on demand. Um, you have to do it I'm, I'm, I'm squatting over... Um, yeah, exactly. She was like, if you could, it'd be a really big help. I'm like, well, I'll try. So I'm straining so hard to try and get something out, holding this tiny little spade underneath my ass. <laughs> it ends up... It's built for a job. Well, I've I've discovered afterwards what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to do it in a bedpan or something like that, and then scoop it out of the bed. And then give me a bedpan, and then and then scoop a little piece of it out of the bedpan. Yeah, Um, she didn't give me a bedpan, so I'm I'm literally shitting onto this tiny little ice cream spade. Catch it! I catch like basically a carrot on this spade, and I'm like, well, that's not going to fit in this little tiny canister, is it? Hang on, hang on a minute. I've got to pick pick you up. (laughs) I literally. Shit, a carrot. What? <laughs> <laughs> it comes straight out. It, it, it was literally the same shape and size as a carrot. There we go. Right, okay. Not was collar. it right orange? Because that might be a no. problem, sir, Andy. His eyesight's amazing, though. <laughs> so, see, anyway, I've got this sloppy. Was, sorry, Andy. I think it was a carrot in weight, like in gold mix. 
Is that not what it was? <laughs> that works, yeah, yeah, mm. exactly, yeah. Mm. Um, so I've got these floppy carrots sitting on this little spade. I'm like, well, this isn't going to fit in the canister. What do I do with it now? So I ended up, and I'm holding this with one hand, so I'm trying to wrap my other hand in toilet rolls so I can just sort of like... So I flip it onto me now toilet roll covered hand, try and get a little scoop out of it, but it's tough. It's tough like a carrot. So I'm like sawing at it a little bit and like trying to score and finally get a little bit out of it and, and pop it in the canister and then wash my hands. And I'm, and honestly, I must've been sweating and, and I go and hand it over to the woman and she goes, you're quite all right. And I'm like, oh my God, what are you, how are you supposed to do that? She's like, oh, did we not, did we not give you a bedpan? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Wow. So yeah, that 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 was that's yeah. uh, that's my annoyance. School I samples. I can see why. I was just <laughs> I was just thinking, do they give you a, a film canister for want of a better word that is inversely proportionate to the size of your shit, just for <laughs> possibly uh, for possibly for shits and giggles. Um, <laughs> I, I have I have seen those, and I have always wondered how you're supposed to get it in there. So yeah. Thank you for illuminating us on that one, Andy. Dave, have you got any anything you can uh, bring well, to the Well, funnily enough, I was shooting onto an ice cream scoop the other day. Ah. <laughs> just and, for uh, just but, but the difference with me is there was no test. So I was just, like, practising to aim. <laughs> uh, my, my only bother, right, thing is, I try to be humorous and I try to make it into funny stories, but sometimes, and the thing is, right, when we did Smorgasbord and Three Wise Men, like, he, Pete, Pete would come to us and say, want a pet peeve, and I was finding it stressful, because I was having to get, like, faux upset about stuff. <laughs> And he kept so your saying, pet like, peeve was having to think of a pet peeve. Yeah, well, I did actually do that on one episode. It got rather meta. Um, but actually, right, this may not be funny, but the truth is fucking social distancing is, like, annoying the shit out of me at the moment. Because, like, the stores have cut everything down to a metre before the masks went on. And as soon as the masks went on, everyone thought, like, fuck it and reach across you in the stores. Mm. And if you go to, like, restaurants for lunch, which I do occasionally with, like, my mother on, like, a Saturday afternoon and things like that, like a bar meal or something like that, there's one woman who's taken our order from two metres away because of social distancing, and the moment you finish a drink, she leans across the table. (laughs) And it's like, the only way I'm happy to catch COVID in that scenario is if she's got, like, a lot of cleavage showing. Mm. I don't mind dying for that, but, like, otherwise, keep your fucking distance. And I said to her, I'm surprised they haven't given you any, like, PPE. And she said, well, it's optional. And it's like, why would you opt fucking no? You've never met me? Yeah. So I've got nothing humorous to say about it other than, for fuck's sake. It's it's linked to something I was going to bring up, actually, Dave. You did mention about, like, shops and supermarkets, and I have to... I need to go into detail about this, all right, because this has been bothering me, because I've gone on, you know, what is is termed these days as the big shop with capital letters. Isn't isn't that the term? Because I don't do online shopping because it's it's even more harassing than, than real shopping. But... The issue is, you know, obviously, yeah, even with the masks on, you're supposed to stay, what, one metre distant from people? Yeah, but they changed it to one metre. As soon as Boris went, it's one metre plus. One metre plus. I.e., right, the the government, forget your politics, but the messaging has been quite poor. Even if you're, like, pro this government, the message has been a bit confused. Mm. What he said, if you listen to it properly, which not everyone does, is... (laughs) One metre plus, which means it's still two metres, but if you can wear a mask and sanitise your hands and everything else that could be there, you could drop it to one. The minute he said that, everyone went to the local supermarket with no masks and they mm. cut it to one metre. Mm. And then people are leaning across you to like get bread and stuff. Mm. Which, which I'd have been fine with, but I was in the fruit aisle. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's for me. I tend to go to places where there are supermarkets just because I like to stand and ponder and, you know, look at the list and check things off in a sort of methodical way. So I like to go to large stores with massive aisles that I can sort of stretch myself across if if I really feel the urge. Um, and sometimes I do. Uh, 
But sometimes you have to go to ones which have narrower aisles and things. And then you've got the awkward situation where you're going down with your trolley or basket or whatever. And you're... you're I'm doing what? Well, I don't dawdle. If I've got a trolley... You know, you, know you're going down on your down. trolley. You know, I you're showing it at a good time. I'm, tro- I'm trolleyed and I'm going down. Yeah, well, you do, exactly. <laughs> and then, but then what happens is someone come, turns a corner. I know it's supposed to be one way, isn't it? Is it still supposed to be one way? I don't even yes. know anymore. No, I think they've given up. I think they've so, given up somehow, on that. Somehow, in my local got, supermarket, they've given up on that. Then you've got someone coming in the opposite direction, and they just they, they toot along towards you, and there's a standoff. And it's like the scene from The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, just all looking at each other. And then it's like, well, I need to get past, but they need to get past. And I can't now back up, because then I'm the idiot who's going the wrong way in this scenario. So I sort of give them a sort of a wiggle of my eyebrows, they get the wrong idea. Um, it's, it causes confusion, and then we just sort of—I just sort of stood there for three minutes in a sort of dead walk with a person. What, what would you suggest I should do in that scenario? Should I just bite the bullet and, and be the arse that so, turns back on myself? So, so my place of work, and, and this is another thing about the pandemic, is everybody. Everybody's got their own idea. Everybody makes stuff up, you know, the messaging from the government, the messaging from scientific bodies, the messaging from a different government, the messaging from your mate Bob. You know, it's no one knows. No one knows. So everyone's just basically picking whatever works best for them. So my place of work has decided, and if I was to be a cynic, it's because they've already printed off all of the uh, signs that say keep two metres apart. They've decided that we're going to maintain the two metres apart rule, even though the government said one metre plus. No, we're keeping it as two metres, which is fine. Um, but then they've, t- they've uh, sent us on all these training courses about how we survive in the workplace in a post-COVID environment. And um, part of that message is... It's only dangerous if you're less than two metres close to someone that has got the virus for a prolonged period. And a prolonged period is 15 minutes. Hmm. So if I'm going to be less than two metres away from you for five minutes, uh, it's probably not a problem. If I'm passing someone in a corridor less than a metre away from someone, probably not a problem because... Apparently, the science that they've decided that they want to agree with uh, is it, it, it's only really 15 minutes uh, of prolonged exposure. So I've sort of had this drummed into my head, and everyone's sort of abiding by that rule at work. Um, mm. So I go to the supermarket now. I don't give a shit about walking past someone closely. You know, if I'm just passing them, I might be I might do the courteous thing of turn my head to one side. Or yeah, whatever. I do that. Yeah, so, yeah. No, that I understand. Yeah. But like, don't don't reach across me and look at a loaf no. of bread and then think no and put it down. Pick up a different one. Don't and then do that. And then I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so I I went to my local supermarket and there was a woman that was causing a log jam and I wanted to get through so there was one person looking at a, a broccoli on one side and she was looking at a carrot on the other and I had no option but to go through the middle of them so I just sort of held back and ummed and ahed and I thought fuck it you know I've, I've had this drummed into me that if you're walking past someone it's fine so I just walked past her and she looked this it was an elderly lady she looked absolutely terrified and i thought oh, i fucked up here haven't i excuse, <laughs> excuse my french um but then so i immediately felt sorry for her. i thought I've, I've made a mistake here mm. and then she then i felt completely unsorry for her when she started absolutely shouting her guts off at me you might want to catch this bloody virus but i bloody don't and i'm like excuse me what sorry i I just walked past you what on earth do you think you're doing shouting at me and i just smiled at her i was like i can't have a go at you because you're an old lady so i'm the only thing i'm gonna do is is just smile and go i didn't say anything and that just wound her up even more which is a bonus um in my in my in my in my more youthful days i probably would have uh loved the opportunity to enter into a full-on dramatic argument in the middle of the supermarket. Sorry, I misheard that. Enter into a what? Sorry. <laughs> oh, Christ, I was like, Jesus, this got this got a bit serious. <laughs> enter into A. Right, okay, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so I've, I've, got, hmm. I've got newfound, um, newfound poise. Hmm. Just, just smile. Just a cavalier attitude. Can we also talk about um, how everybody is enjoying uh, eating out to help out? Mm. I can't be the only person 
that has to make that joke whenever I hear anyone say, oh, so I ate out to help out last night. Oh, yeah, who did you eat out? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and did you help them out? It is It is a wonderful phrase to drop into casual conversation, isn't it? Well, it's it's, gr- mm. it's great if you can keep British industry going with mm. your Easy tongue alone. Cunnilingus, mm. <laughs> mm. yeah, exactly. But the only awkward thing is, I overheard someone today saying, oh... The only day you have to eat out is on bank holiday, which, you know, for some people is, has been true for years, but there you go. Um, <laughs> but one, there is actually a good thing to the whole social distancing. Obviously, it, you know, it is what it is and what have you. But the, the good thing for me is this has been the first week this week I am actually going back into work. I work in education, so obviously it's been very difficult. But I've gone back into my workplace the first time properly since March. And I travel on a train, and the train travel has been a million times better than it ever has been in my experience. I it's almost quiet. Have, it's wonderfully quiet. The trains are massive, and I just get to sit there and flobble and get my iPad out, my phone out, my headphones out, and just chill out for 45 minutes on the train. While normally, on the ride home particularly, I'd be stuck up someone's armpit and um, trying awkwardly to look at my phone... But they're never really succeeding um, because it's very difficult sometimes to jostle them and you just sort of look at the back of your phone and sort of make out that it is the front of your phone and and hope no one notices. No one really cares, but I do. I used to rail commute and, yeah, it was horrible. (laughs) Rail rail commuting is... I mean, um, me and you, we don't don't really live in a populated area of the country either, do we? You know, I I don't know how people do the commute to London every day. You know, it's it's, it's disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, but, but so, so I I was I was still in I was still working in in the office uh, pretty much straight after lockdown mm. and those first those first few months oh my commute was just wonderful just no cars <laughs> on I felt naughty going to work because there was no one around it was mm. so weird mm. I have to admit the, the last few days before lockdown came in. Um, it was very odd because there were fewer and fewer people around, and it was, it was almost—it felt like a post-apocalyptic. It was Shaun of the Daddy, wasn't it? Was Let's be honest. Be. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, very much so. It definitely was. And then I remember very much the last day I actually went into work was the day—I think it was the last day—was the day that Boris announced everything. And what was very strange was everyone was was watching it on their phones and things, and for some random reason, no one had their headphones in. So I could hear it plain as day, three <laughs> times over, as unfortunately no one had their um, broadcast synced up. So it was this very strange echoey <laughs> effect of this you know huge thing, and it was yeah it was it was it was, it was quite weird. <laughs> And that was it for six months. How, how have you been, Dave, with it? Have you been going into work or not? Uh, no. Um, about mm. a week before lockdown. So I think it was the Monday, and we were locked down the following Monday. I got an email from my boss, which you could read several different ways. She wasn't overly clear. But there was definitely the implication um, work, uh, that we should work from home. So I did. Mm. And I've been at home ever since. Mm. And until about seven weeks how, ago, how are you I, finding it? Well, um, until about seven weeks ago, lockdown was as strict as we ever made it in this country. Mm. So I didn't see anyone outside of the old shopkeeper mm. in about yeah. whatever it was, sixteen weeks mm. or whatever. Um, but I coped with it as well as I could. I just sort of got out and about and walked a bit and just you know caught up with films, watched some stuff. It was it was okay. I did not expect it to be. Um, as straightforward as it was, actually, but it isn't ideal. We're not we're not meant to be absolutely isolated for like four months at a time. No, no, no. It was it was strange for me because the first couple of weeks I was like, oh yes, I can finally catch up on all this paperwork I've been meaning to do for you know forever. So it was, it was quite a novelty to start with for me. Uh, the odds, um, and, and this is going to sound weird because obviously we've recorded podcasts for years and we are au fait with with various recording software, but. I didn't like the um, software we use, which is Microsoft Teams. Which, yeah, we went to that. We went to that because I'm 
Well, just sorry to interrupt, but just very quickly, because I work for the health service, the mm. whole response to COVID has been a joint thing with the council. Mm. So suddenly they rolled out teams to everybody. So mm. all my meetings are teams now, all of them. Mm. They yeah. actually took Skype away from us, Skype for business away from us. Mm. Yeah, we, we've had to go, we had to go full teams and I hated it, particularly when it was a full department or full faculty, I should say, full faculty meeting, which is 25 people on one Teams call and mm. at least three quarters of people didn't know how to work it effectively. And it was absolutely nothing. Yeah, if you're on mute, it's now a catchphrase, isn't it? Mm. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and remember the, um, the famous news broadcast, what was it, a couple of years ago, where, where the guy was on the news and then his daughter marched in on the back then, yeah. a wonderful swagger. That was such a novelty then, but now pretty much every time there was a Teams call, something of that ilk happened across people's sort of work meetings. There's always someone caught in flagrant or in a strange situation or, you know, squatting on the toilet or some such from what I could tell. Not so in is my Teams vid- video but, enabled then? Um, it can yes. be. It can be, yes. Generally, right, yes. Okay. So, so we've been we've just been working our Skype for a bit. So I, I did a stint of working from home and I was mm-hmm. probably in the office the worst of it, I was in the office maybe once a week um, and working from home the rest we, of it. We're not allowed in ours. We're we... literally, even though I'm the health service, really? we're literally not allowed in mm. ours because I'm, I'm commissioning group, not, not um, mm. frontline. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, so as we so mean, so we've, we've, I'm lucky enough to be in the office full time now. I do, mm. I do a Friday morning from home and honestly, it's just being back around people mm. and it's made my job easier. It's made my mental health better, you know, brighter i i genuinely and some people some people in the business have been told that they'll be working from home until at least 2023 um and honestly <laughs> I, I, I don't i know i know and uh, two months ago they were saying until am i gonna be Christmas like 50 before i meet another human being <laughs> possibly possibly mm. i'm wow. just so I mean, glad I'm that I'm, at the stage I'm lucky that i went into to a work su- in the office oh, I went into a supermarket, bumped into two of my colleagues, and with a mask on, they didn't fucking recognise me because I've lost some weight and taken my fucking hair off. Because <laughs> you've lost so much weight. It's, it's, wow. it's been that long. It's been that long. I've lost so 67 big. fucking pounds. Do you, do you know, do you know something? That's, uh, and, you know, terrific, Dave. You know, you know what really hit me, you know, in terms of the length of time? I walked I, I, I walked through Manchester to get to my place of work, and buildings were at the early stages of construction when I last turned up and I've fully built. And, I'm built. <laughs> and I'm, it's, yeah. it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Very, 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 very weird. Very weird indeed. But yeah. So there's been, there's been elements like that. But then there's mm. also been elements. So I'm, about, about a year and a half ago, I started rock climbing um, mm. indoors. So I've been going. God, you must be miles up the cliff by now. It's <laughs> 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 that one continuous climb. <laughs> sure, you can only climb so um, far though if you're indoors. <laughs> Wait, you'd be surprised. You'd hmm. be surprised. This one's this one's in a uh, five-story tall building. Oh, basically. okay, it's not it's at home. The, it's the largest oh. indoor, largest indoor climbing hmm. center in the UK. It's hmm. it's crazy. Um, but I stopped going to that a couple of weeks before lockdown, um, and it's only just reopened again. So I went with my friends and thought, well, let's try it out. And they've got, you know, hand sanitized between every climb and reduced capacity and this, that, the other. And actually, it's managed really well. I feel mm. I feel totally safe there. Mm. Um, but some of the climb, normally they change the uh, they change the routes that you climb like every couple of weeks. Some of the routes that I was climbing before lockdown, so six six months ago are still there unchanged and I'm like this is surreal it's like you know it's it's been a week you know <laughs> but everything else it's like basically it's like, summer has come and gone now hasn't it you know mm. yeah it's it's so odd it's so odd because it's like just that whole segment of time has just vanished completely and um and it's back to you know it's not back to how it was it, it might never be well, back to how it was i don't, just, I don't just, think it's just, ever going to be no just just for context doesn't it feel about four years ago parasite won best picture mm, it really does oh my goodness it really yes. does wow. that's for this year that's the most recent oscars mm, and we're still like six months from when the normal they normally fall Mm. Well, he's very and we haven't strange, had, and we haven't had any films out no. either, have we? Well, Tenet yeah. came out today, but like most well, of us haven't bothered. Today it came out. Mm. Came out today, today, but like 
what people you know people are like oh release it all and it's like but you only have to have a few not go and see it and you screw the box office because like i'd be there first day and i didn't go yeah i would i would are you going to or not quickly but i don't know i don't think so i i have this horrible feeling i haven't decided whether i whether i will i i have a feeling because i've been for lunch to a few places and i'm gonna go to the gym next week i think it's gonna start getting normalized and eventually i'll crack and just go i'll sod it but at the moment i'm not inclined to Mm. I think I, I'm already normalised mm. now, to be honest with mm. you, and that's probably because I've been back at work for such a long time now. Um, so I don't really see the issue of it, but I can totally 100% see why other people that that have been, you know, isolating and, and vulnerable or what have you. I I I don't know how you I don't know how you get over it. I genuinely, I genuinely think it's going to be a real problem. It's going to, it's going to be very difficult. It's, it's, There's it's so many people out there who don't obviously. Yeah. There's so many people out there who either don't people know anyone who's terrified. had it or don't know any older people. So their attitude is genuinely like, well, just isolate the old and let's get on with it. And it's like, really? How long for? Are you honestly saying if you're over 60 that you've just got to not see anyone for like fucking years? Grow up. How can you be so yeah. cold? Yeah. It's, it's, it's extremely difficult for me at the minute because where I work with, which is in Preston, is not the tightest lockdown. I think, is it Oldham that's the tightest lockdown? But we are on tight lockdown measures right now. So theoretically, I cannot meet anybody indoors outside a place of work except for except for my wife, um, which is which is very, very difficult. Well, they need that, yeah, they I know that in Greater Manchester. I know, I've met your wife, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, well, you know, she, pops up, she pops up with me, so, you know, there you go. <laughs> no, I'm um, kidding. Neither did they in Greater Manchester. Yes. Yeah. But, but they said that, so you can't meet up with other households. Indoors, no. In their household, but no. you can still go to the pub with them. Um, right. You can meet up with one other household outside, apparently. But right, okay. then you'd have to hope for a sunny day. Which to is do what? How many times have you ever met yeah. another household out somewhere? Yeah, exactly. Let's but... go and walk two metres aside. You know, let's walk either side of a fucking pathway together. Brilliant. Mm. <laughs> it's, 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 um, it's making it difficult, isn't it? <laughs> so yeah. oh, that's, that's causing an issue for me. For example, if I wanted to watch a film, if it's not one that Hannah would want to watch, I don't like going on my own. I particularly wouldn't like to go on my own in current climate. I think I'd be a bit odd even you know all things considered for me so if it's not a film hannah wants to watch then i can't watch it basically at the moment until these tighter lockdown measures end so hopefully that will be soon but yeah <laughs> difficult difficult so yeah how have you found dave because obviously a huge part of your life revolves around like films and reviewing films and watching films and, and all that so has there still i mean i know digitally places have been releasing films and tv series and stuff like that like in the in the uh, online and in the streaming worlds have you kept up doing that or has it just no, completely no, slowed I, down I, because I, I think I, no i mean i've watched a couple of netflix releases but i don't think i've re- released uh, reviewed a new film in months and i used to be I mean, I wasn't, you know... We, you were we like share one or two a week almost, right? Well, yeah. well, we share it out pretty equitably, but there's no doubt, if you look before lockdown, I was doing the bulk of new releases because there were other people yeah. on the site who preferred to do books or preferred to do classic films or yeah. TV or whatever. And there was no doubt that there was like a 60%, 70% chance that if it was a new film, I'd be doing it. Mm. Um, yeah. And for about Oscar season because you did all yeah, of them, didn't you? I think I did. I think mm. I did most of them anyway. Funnily enough, I don't think I did Parasite, but I did most of them. <laughs> I, I watched them all, but like for reviewing, no. Mm. But I, I, um, I watched I, them all I, as well. Do, do you think Parasite should have won? Were you happy with Parasite? I mean, yeah. Although I thought, it, I thought it would. Yes, but yes, but I thought it would be split in that. Mm. Every now and again, you get a split between best director and best film. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. I honestly thought best Sam director Mendes and cinematographer would go to Sam Mendes for the simple yeah. logistical mm. feat sure. of that film. Did you watch so a that, win yeah. cinematographer? He must. Yes, have he did. Yes, he did. Yes, and I was pleased. I was, I was pleased for mm. that for the simple reason that I've always got a bee in my bonnet, and I've been guilty of this in the past myself. That when people say nice cinematography, what they mean is it's pretty. 
Mm. And that's not yeah. cinematography. All you got to do is point a picture at something pretty. Mm. I.e., the prettiest Bond film is on Her Majesty's Secret Service, but the best cinematography is Deakins. Yeah. Um, I still think Majesties is prettier, but in terms of like service in the film, it's about lenses and and mm. and you know everything, Color, lighting everything. and everything else. Mm. People literally put photos on Facebook and and Twitter and go look at the cinematography, and you go that that's not cinematography, that's photography. <laughs> um, and um, but Deakins, when you think there were tons of hidden cuts in that film, so he had to pick one lens that would do everything. Hmm. match the lighting between the hidden takes you can't suddenly switch to a different lens because it wouldn't match you've got to do something that will handle in close long distance mid shots um uh, just an exceptional feat of planning because they're constantly on the move so you've got to um you've got to um know your route you've got to know how long it takes so i mean i, I honestly thought that would pick up those awards but i thought hmm. but on uh, as a pure as a pure film, I thought Parasite was probably a fair winner. I wanted, I I watched them all too. I wanted Parasite to win, and but I didn't think it would. I genuinely didn't think it would. Um, so no, because it's got the best foreign language one to, to fall back on, doesn't yeah, it? Exactly. Foreign, I think foreign language films were, never win. <laughs> best I mean, there were nine nominees, and there were four. I would have not mm. complained about. It's not saying they they would be what I wanted, mm. but if Parasite ninety. Parasite 1917, The Irishman, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I wouldn't have complained about any of those. Mm. And they'd be nominated most years. But then there were things like Marriage Story, which had wonderful performances, but it's a TV film. Mm. It really is. Not just because it was on Netflix, but in every... Marriage Story was a strange one, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I I felt like that. Ford versus Ferrari, right? Now, perhaps they should nominate a wider range of films, but they don't. So Ford versus Ferrari was a summer sort of popcorn film mm. in Oscar season, and as much as I enjoyed it, I was like, "What's he doing here?" Mm. Um, I mean, generally, I, if it's I a biography like of, of some kind, it, it appears somewhere near Oscar season, doesn't it? It just yes, seems it to be the way these days. Just, just to go back to the point you made earlier, Dave, um, you said you've not been reviewing too many Netflix films since, obviously. Uh, I reviewed Extraction. I reviewed the Extraction, the Chris Hemsworth one. Can I just say that for me, I mean, and this, I mean, there are exceptions to the rule. The Irishman being the obvious one. Netflix films are, by and large, shit. It depends well, if it's, they, it depends if it's they, a Netflix they, film or if it's Oscar bait. <laughs> I think the, I think the problem is, I mean, The Irishman was as cinematic as it comes because mm. it was Martin Scorsese. That would have been released. But when, 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 I watch, when I watched Extraction, it, I could see the algorithm almost. Mm. I could almost see the sort of bits you want in a film now. There was a little mm. bit of Atomic Blonde there. There was, you know, a Marvel a Marvel actor there, you know, and all that sort of thing. Mm. It's just, it seems like there's no filter. There's, there's always... What was the one that was, yeah. what was the one that was released last year that was the Mexican uh, Spanish language one from Netflix Roma. that got a best nom? Roma. I, I, I couldn't stomach it. It was really, really boring. It was really boring. I wanted to enjoy it, but I just couldn't stomach it. And to me, it was, it's just, it's just Oscar bait. You know, mm. it's like, yeah, I see what you mean about tasting the algorithm. Yeah, as well. It also, but, yeah. you can, you can see that when someone's going for a best picture as well, can't you? Mm. Oh, you totally can. <laughs> it's like you're, you're totally trying can. too hard. Let's make it. Let's make it deep and thoughtful mm. and slow. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I, I, I do. I do miss mm. cinema. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, God willing, because you never know. But hopefully, we'll all live quite long lives and healthy <laughs> and everything else. And if that's the case, it's a year, and years whip by. Mm. So it, as bad as it is at the time, mm. it's like it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. We can either download it or miss it, or or most things are pushed back anyway. There is mm. nothing that is that important you know people are like bond just release it and it's like it can wait it's not no. that important i think it's, it's too risky right now i mean no one is obviously a huge proponent of cinema for cinema isn't he but it's it, you can't deny he's taking a massive risk releasing tenet at the moment because will people flock to see it because it's the first film that's been released since lockdown or will people I, be aware <laughs> who knows i think it's i'm just surprised that, he didn't do a digital uh, release you know, Let's say, but let, let's say, let's say they bit, 
let's say they but no he wouldn't because he's an IMAX lover and stuff like that but mm. let's say for example they decided right fuck the box office we will release Bond right and it mm. will come out in early November well when that comes out we're, we'll be staring down three months of cinemas being open mm. and if there hasn't been a spike and, and the protection is working then I might be inclined to say well the risk mm. is clearly not too great Mm. But we'll have to see, and I think Tenet is just mm. too early. Mm. I agree. I agree. It's it's a huge risk. I mean, come on, November, December, and the you know the big blockbusters are still slated, um, which is Bond, Black Widow. I think is still there, isn't it? Yeah. Is that, yeah, and there's a couple. Yeah, no, of it is at the moment, isn't there? Um, they are still slated for then. That's a tentative chance that, that by then, like you say, it might be. I think the real. I think the real impact we're going to have is that there is going to be a dearth of films just because production's been stopped for six months. That's a problem. So we're going to have significantly, even when we're out of lockdown and the cinemas are back open again and, and we've released the stuff that was going to be released during lockdown, it's not, there's not going to be as much out there as we used to have. Which, I think, you know, I I think it might be a good thing. It might not. Maybe, but I think film will be less effective than TV. Because there are films that have obviously been in production and there's still so much have, have been filming for the last month or so. Um, and there's a huge backlog now. Well, TV, particularly your sort of... Well, soaps and things like exactly, that. Where, I was going to say Soaps are filmed, are I mean, to, filmed to my knowledge. Before, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's... Some, I think, and I wouldn't say for certain, but I think it's about six weeks. Mm. So if, if they it's were filming, months, like, yeah. Coronation Street... Today, you'd expect to see whatever they filmed in about six weeks' time. Which means that they have reached a point where they will go off the air and they'll have to do repeats just because they haven't been able to do it. Yeah, and when they come well, back, some they of may the have to do the same slow down, didn't or, they? Or mm. shorter. Mm. I, mean, I think some of them did slow down. Yeah, I think, yes. I know Holyoaks did. I think it went down to three episodes a week, and one, and then thankfully it disappeared, from what I can tell. Um, <laughs> The other, the other thing as well, which I just wanted to, to ramble about related to that is how much, come a year, come two years, three years, whatever, how much stuff are we going to get that deals with this whole six, last six months? Yeah. We're going to get films, It may not even be direct in that 9-11 had a massive effect on cinema mm. for the best part of a decade, but it wasn't literally 9-11 events happening. Yeah. Mm. It was all about America's place in the world. Everything got a bit darker and grittier. It was all about who you could trust in the world because it was rogue actions as opposed to like an invasion or anything. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know what, what effect it will have. will be better, but you yeah. know there will be a raft of... of rubbish won't they cashing crap yeah, that's how absolutely. it works absolutely um yeah you can even see it now you can even see it now with, with um was there a film that was released via youtube or some such it was it was like a horror film set via zoom or some such and it looks utterly awful but because it was the only film that was i think it was tentatively released in like one cinema and earned like 20 dollars it was a top of a box office, so like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, of the of the lockdown productions, um, I think it was on Apple TV. Uh, they released uh, by some of the creators from it's it's always sunny in Philadelphia. They released a I think it was a TV series called oh, something ridiculous like Mythic Quest Ravens Banquet or something like that. And it was set in this game development company. Mm. Um, with one of the main characters from It's Always Sunny and they released a lockdown episode that was done largely over Zoom or what have mm. you and I'll tell you what, it was fantastic mm. however, if many more people do that it's going to get boring really quickly however, they absolutely mm. nailed the execution I think <laughs> if you get on it fast enough uh, there, was a, there was a series a, a short series on the BBC with David Tennant and Michael Sheen that was absolutely brilliant but I forgot what the name of that was now but that was, Good that Omens, was, baby? No. <laughs> Good Omens 2. No. What a series that was. But no, it's it's um, it was it was oh, I can't remember what it was called now. But it was it was it was brilliant. I do recommend it actually. They, they both play exaggerated versions of themselves during lockdown. It's it's quite funny. Um, and the other one that I remember is Parks and Recreation did a special as well, which I can't. I did find it really. Anywhere. I didn't catch that. 
Yeah, I think it was only released on HBO, so from legal sources in Britain, I don't think we can actually watch it, which is quite sad. Um, but there we are. Um, that's it for me so far, but I know there is going to be so much. So much. Have you watched anything like that, Dave? Like what, sorry? Um, any lockdown-related TV shows slash... Film. Oh, I've caned quite a lot of different stuff, but I don't think any of it was kind of new. It tells you how long lockdown has been because um, Red Dead Redemption 2 came out on PC in about November. I know it's mm. been out on the consoles for a while, but I didn't buy it immediately. I waited for it to go down in price and mm. I started it in lockdown, and it's an obscenely long game. Mm. And I finished it months ago. It's so long. <laughs> but I, I have watched yeah. whole runs of shows and things like that. But yeah. I'm not sure. The only thing I did catch up with that's somewhat new, um, and that's only in comparative terms, is Better Call Saul. Mm. Because uh, okay. I, I think watched, I managed I'll, the first couple of seasons. Well, I watched the first season when it came out. Really liked it. Yeah. And then didn't bother with it thereafter. And so oh, I, I got, I got, wa- I got a bit, I got a bit I lost it in all. season two. It didn't. No, I watched it all again. It is good. Mm. Is it worth picking back up? Yes. The, um, okay. I say who did, who, who did cash in on it? It's Disney when they released Disney Plus as well. Um, pretty yeah, much couldn't, have come, couldn't have come at a better time to, to perfection for lockdown. Um, and I know me and my wife decided to do a Marvel movie marathon when that was released and did, went through the entire MCU. And that now seems like forever ago. And that was pretty much a month of, of solid films. And then that has just gone disappeared by the wayside. And yeah. what about your thoughts on the Mandalorian then? I have not the, watched uh, the Mandalorian yet. I'm about I have. to. I have. Um, the problem is, right, after about... Mm. Um, um, well, my, 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 um, my social media... Spoiler free, would, obviously. Mm. Yeah, no, I won't spoil Please. anything. I pro- I, well, I won't spoil mm. anything, because I'm not even sure there's anything to spoil. But um, <laughs> after about... If, if you were to go to my Twitter feed, whatever day it was I first watched it, and I couldn't tell you, because it was before Disney+, Plus. I did sort of torrent it at the time. And for the first, the first couple of episodes, I was utterly raving about it. Mm. I watched like two back to back. I think they may even release the first two together. And I'm on Facebook going, this is redefining the language of Star Wars. It's calling on different... Um, mm. it, it's got a samurai element to it, a sort of Western element, which is obviously based on samurai anyway, certainly the sort of spaghetti mm. Westerns. And it, you know, he even spoke a bit like the man with no name. The music proved that you could produce something that was really Star Wars, but not John Williams. Mm. And I just yeah. thought this is yeah, yeah. very, very special indeed. And then the weeks that followed, I, I just wasn't looking forward to it because I tell you what, The Mandalorian was to me. It was a tone poem in search of a plot. <laughs> <laughs> right, it, it looks and feels really good, but the episodes are quite show, slow. Uh, sh- not slow. Well, they are slow, but I mean they're quite short. But so say they're thirty-five minutes, right? You wait for a week to watch a thirty-five-minute episode of not very much, mm. and then a week later another thirty-five-minute episode of not very much. Not a lot happens in it. I, I'm not really sure what it is. Mm. It's okay. Like though. an impl- like an implot, but very pretty. <laughs> more, more very people have- very pretty mm. to watch. More people have liked it than haven't liked it. And I have every um, respect for anyone who enjoys it because there are two... On the negative side, what I'll say is that as much as I might say it's a new direction for Star Wars, the iconography of it is a Boba Fett ripoff and a Baby Yoda. So how original it is, I don't know. But the fact is, it feels unlike anything else in this universe. And so I fully understand people would love it. But I I just wish it had a more engaging plot. Mm. Yeah, well, let's see what season two does. Uh, Well, it's a commission for at least another two series, isn't it, I think? Mm. If not three more. it It is wildly popular. And obviously Disney have money to burn, don't they? So they'll happily do it. Well, I think I think it's not as expensive as it seems. Apparently, they've been because they've been able to do well. The, the production they've completely rewritten. Studio. They've completely mm. rewritten how you do it, haven't? Mm. How you film stuff, basically, with a three D LED screen yeah. or whatever. I've heard yeah. that's incredible. Fascinating. It's it's yeah. a beautiful looking film, and they've done very good effects mm. where you can't tell what's CG and what's like mm. um, animatronics. Yeah, mm. I, I've got every yeah. respect for the Mandalorian. I just wish I liked it more than I did. Mm. 
That's which all. is fair enough. Um, um, yeah. yeah. So, before we bring this show to a close, what have you got to look forward to in the next week or two? If you can look forward to anything as we currently stand. Have you got anything in particular that's going to be uh, something that's conversation-worthy in the next couple of weeks? I, well, I don't to, know to keep on the theme of TV. On, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, the latest trailer for the Ridley Scott, the new Ridley Scott TV series, looks um, very good. I'm What's very what is that? that is called I've heard of it, but I, I Wolves. Yeah, t- tell us about it, because I, I, I haven't... I'm aware of it, but that's all I know. Hmm. It's Ridley Scott sci-fi, and it's a TV series. I think it's HBO Max in America or something like that. The trailer looks very intriguing. It's high science fiction. It sort of seems a bit Philip K. Dick-esque, which I suppose isn't surprising. Um, and it's about a bunch of androids on a distant planet raising human children. Void one of each Brave but New World. It's cinema. It's cinema. <laughs> it's cinema. No, it is very much a Brave New World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and its cinematography. Its uh, cinematography is is very film. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not filmed or, or at least the trailer. Scott, it? it doesn't make it look TV. like a TV series yeah. exactly. Yeah. Ridley Scott. For so I'm looking forward to that. It, it, I I can't think. Uh, it's almost like he's one of the best working cinematographers. He just happens to direct. Mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> everything he does is amazing. It looks absolutely astonishing, doesn't it? Well, when you, when you think mm. about um, uh, the 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 one that always stunned me was Prometheus, because mm. it's shot in like a quarry. It should be really <laughs> ugly, and yet you just look at yeah. it and go, "That's gorgeous, <laughs> yeah. that is." Mm. And you you look at it, a fucking mm. dump minus like, the garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like Doctor yeah. Who and Red Dwarf never look like this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if only we'd we got directed nineteen seventies Doctor Who, I'd been laughing. But <laughs> <laughs> those fucking censorites. <laughs> you still not got over that, have you, Andy? No. <laughs> Dear me, I tell you something. We, we've been watching. Um, well, it's Taskmaster on UKTV Play, and we've got this document documentary for Red Dwarf they advertise so much. Oh, I've and, reviewed that. All right, Red Dwarf. And I'm not sure how good the documentary is, Dave. Maybe you can fill it in briefly. But um, the trailer makes, is just drilled into my head so damn much, I can actually quote it almost word for word now, which is terrible. Um, so what can you quote? The Red Dwarf documentary trailer. There you go. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought the first... Well, right. If you've seen... I mean, allowing for the fact there's been a few years of Red Dwarf in between, mm. if you've seen the uh, DVD releases that came out in the 2000s, a lot of the stories you'll heard, you know, the strike, mm. the remounting, Norman Lovett leaving, mm. um, the American pilot, the how they cast them, who might have been cast... Uh, but the first episode, bearing in mind it's to a wider audience that won't own those DVDs, um, it was stunning because it was so narratively focused. It was right the way through from the idea while they were working for Spit and Image to Son of Cliche, which they did, or Dave Holland's Space Cadet, which they did for radio, to they, they wanted these great actors in the role and then they talked to Craig Charles and they, you know and everything like that. And then, and then, the, and then the second and third episodes became... Remember this? It was cool, wasn't it? And, and it was mm. and it was full of padding, ah, and it was Danny John Jules meeting the guy who did his costumes to have a look at some of them. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> well, this, that's brilliant, right. thanks. That's a BBC. Yeah, we know you were in I saw the episode that was in. Mm. Dear. So I watched the first mm. episode then, and then uh, put the rest on ice. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Maybe go back to it in three million years. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, what about you? So oh, what are you oh, looking oh, forward to? You. I was going to say, Dave, what You've about you? asked me. What about you? Um, me, I don't, I don't quite know where things are going at the moment because there's two things that I would normally look forward to at this time of year. It's a, a number of films that would be coming out. Mm. And then we'd get into the Christmas season and, like, Christmas parties and things like that. Mm. None of that's going to happen. But I have, without bigging myself up at all, I've lost quite a lot of weight in lockdown because mm. I just went out and walked a bit and stuff mm. like that. In fact, that's the joined... opposite of bigging yourself up. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, not, to, not, not, not to small myself down. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that, that, that makes it sound like when you... 
That makes it sound like when you think about football, Tilly Tom's down a bit. Not to um, small myself down. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I just think, I just think, I just think about Bruce Grobelar collecting crosses for a couple of minutes, and I'm fine. Mm. Um, no, so um, no, I'm, I'm going. To, uh, we're about to have like a change in the weather, so I'm going to go to like um, a gym next week and stuff. So I'm looking forward to like the fact that I'm changing things and it's all really positive. Mm. But if you ask me for specific things I'm looking for, I, I don't know. I think mm. my uncle might be coming down next month, but apart from that, I really don't know. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's what like you say what you're looking forward to in the next couple mm. of weeks. Mm. Exactly. What mm. the, the the currency of time has just completely it's just dissolved. Completely gone, hasn't it? I. What is two sometimes weeks? Sometimes I don't what even know what a months? day is. I don't even know what day it is. Yeah. I, I was I certain you. it was Thursday for a long stretch of today, and it wasn't. Um, it's Wednesday, incidentally, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, Wednesday, yes. But that's, that's linked to what I was going to say, in which, for some reason, we have I have a Friday and a Monday off, and Monday's my holiday anyway, so I have actually have a four-day weekend, which is what I'm looking forward to, because um, if the weather is all right, what we've started to really do is drive off into sort of middle of nowhere, which is brilliant, because it means you don't have anyone um, I was going to say anyone socially distance failing, but you know, if you drive off into another area, by default socially distancing, um, and just exploring the countryside. I mean, Dave, you've, you said you've gone for walks, haven't you? Yeah, like dozens of miles, and I'm in a town, but it's all countryside around me. I was going to say, so you're actually finding and, and where, where I am, like if I if I can walk as far as like eight to ten miles, I can actually even get to the coast. So mm. I've got like I've got the moors in one direction, the coast in another, and then like a ton of country lanes around it. Mm. And I can walk through other villages. It, it's, it's been brilliant. Are you getting it, a lot of tourists? No, not here. I mean, in general, yeah. I mean, I drove back from somewhere the other day, and I was caught in some traffic. But I don't know. I oh, mean, it, it, I, it's not too, I, it's not too bad. I went into but the it, lakes on one of the good days we had a couple of a uh, couple of weeks ago, and it uh, normally to get home from the lakes mm. takes me maybe forty minutes. It took me about three hours. The traffic mm. was just horrific. Well, I have to say, I haven't seen any more tourists than normal in Preston, to be honest. So, I'm not going Not to do ride with Wonderfuls at the incidentally, but yeah, we never get anyone coming here for fun. Anyway, um, that's enough discussion of fun for one evening. Um, so, Andy, Dave, thank you for joining me for this episode. Any last thoughts before I sign off? Never eat yellow snow. Oh, orange carrots, if you're Andy. Oh, God, I'm not, I'm, I haven't touched carrots for quite a while now, because he said it was literally a carrot. I don't know where it's been. Mm. This carrot smells funny. <laughs> all, all I will say is I dare you not to think of Andy's story next time you get a tiny shovel of ice cream in your cinema, whenever it is you visit the cinema. I think, think I've ruined it for myself now. I don't think I'm going to be able to have one of those little pots of ice cream anytime soon. No, and if you well, do, certainly not chocolate sure, fudge brownie. Absolutely, and if you do, Aww. make sure you eat in it, not you know what you might want to do Aww. in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. That was Andy Janison, Dave Bond, and I'm PD Gaskell. We are the Three Wise Men. Thank you for listening.